right. Welcome to the downside. My name is Jamarco Sarezi. I'm here with my co-host. Russell Daniels. Russell Daniels. How are you doing, Russell? I'm good. How are you? You had a, a, a weekend without the wife. Weekend without the wife. So you were, you're, you're, uh, you you. What are you going to say? I was trying some, something about being the no more cum inside you. Just a lot of jerking off. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, we have we have a guest. <laughs> we have what a an guest. inappropriate way to speak. Um, what a way to start. <laughs> we're joined <laughs> by uh, a stand-up comedian, writer, performer, or performer Tina Frimmel. Hi. Hi. How are you, Tina? I'm uh, I'm okay. There you go. That's the mood. This <laughs> yeah. is the downside. <laughs> You're listening to The Downside. The Downside. With John Marco Cerezi. We're happy to have you. I apologize for my co-host behavior starting yeah, out yeah, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I, uh, this is a very exciting time. My, my sister... A younger sister, she's a dancer. She was uh, in oh, Coachella last night. I oh saw the God. pictures. Big booking. Like on stage. On stage. Oh yeah, not not in the. Who was she dancing she with? She was dancing. Uh, her name's Carol G. Um, you could have said anyone, and I would have been like, never heard yeah, of it. Yeah. <laughs> anyone at Coachella. Love Carol. Love her. Well, she's she's a, a Spanish singer. I don't know. I don't know what kind of music. It was strange because about halfway though, halfway through, she started singing uh, Shakira. Oh, and I was like, it's like, you can just do that on the stage." And then she did the Macarena. She sang the Macarena, and I watched my sister, who's been dancing for fifteen do the years, Macarena do professionally? the Macarena. Oh, and I'm like, and like, my sister went to Vegas. They built a stay a practice stage in Vegas, and they're all just doing the Macarena. What time was the? It was you watched the live stream of it. Watched the live stream. It was I think it was probably like eight thirty. It was that cool. She got the good slot where like the the sun's going down. Oh, nice! As oh. you're performing, nice. And it was like nothing too crazy dance wise, you know. Like it wasn't like like there's a WAP level sex dance. Like in terms of like there was there was some thrusting and sexuality. Oh, yeah. oh, but yeah. then they did this move since we're recording where like she flipped all the dancers like flipped over and they went like this and like. Like with two fingers in their in their pussy, two push. fingers, and you know, where something about oh it was God. so. Where I was, I was with Tove, and we were both like, "Whoa, <laughs> Jesus wow. Christ!" Wow, wow, wow. Um, so yeah. it was it was very graphic. In a weird way, yeah, the fingers are what matters. If it was like an open palm, like yes. whole hand, okay, yeah, yeah. But like, whoa, this this was, and my that's always been the case. Like with Dan, I mean, you see. Dance is, is, is partially it's like it's about sex. It's about like your body. And, and you see my sister was a dancer. She was young. And so, you know, they have these five-year-old girls doing these dances where like the moves are about their hips and their yeah. things. And one time we, we, we saw my sister as a final dress rehearsal for something. And she like crawled across the stage with her legs dragging. And then she said, my stepdad, her dad was in the audience. And she was like, hi, dad. And it was the funniest oh. shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I think I mentioned on this, we, I used to take a hip hop class with my sister where I was like truly awful. Yeah. But her teacher's name was Carly. So they all got jackets. They said they went by C unit. Oh, and oh, no. I don't know How if you can see where this is going, but their, oh, no. their hair was so long that every once in a while it would cover up the eye and oh, all these girls would be so dancing funny. and it just said cunt on every single one of their packs. And it was at that age where like no one could really say it. Yeah. How old were you? Uh, 
I was probably like 15. She was probably like eight or nine. Were you the only male in the hip hop class? Uh, yeah. And I, and I was the only one of that age. Did you have a jacket that said cut? No, I, I don't think I made the team. I just did this one dance. Okay. If I could find it, it was yeah. humiliating. That would have been iconic, though. Just like, I think uh, with that jacket, like, just cut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, did you ever dance? Were you ever a dancer? Oh, uh, okay. So, kind of. Like, back in um, uh, high school, uh-huh. I did like, the whole, like, interpretive elective kind of, like, dance. Yeah. Like, like um, top by actual, I think she had to be 75. And I grew up in Vermont, right? Yeah. So, like, definite, definite hippie. Um, and she had this whole choreographed dance. And I got, oh, by the way, I was, like, 13, 14, weighed about two pounds at the time. Uh-huh. And so I was the one that got picked up and, like, thrown oh, around. Yeah. And, like, fountain. It was... They were trying to make like a human fountain kind of thing, yeah. And and I was the um, water, sure, sure. <laughs> like, and so they just kind of hoisted me up, and and um, at the time it was before I knew the the magic of deodorant. So sure, um, I am. Um, I was uh, that girl that like. Um, and, and they were was, throwing you away just oh God. as far away oh, as they could. <laughs> they <were> just, God, <laughs> and it was actually yeah. um, a guy that, like, at the, at the time, in that certain semester, like, I, I had a crush on him. And so, um, looking back, it's uh, mortifying. Just um, <laughs> Sure. When yeah. did you find out about deodorant? Oh, before, God. Um, before today, right? Uh, probably, like, <laughs> two years, two and a half years after that, like... Um, Who told you? Who's the one that said, like, girl, you stink? It was actually a friend of mine. Well, like, like That's not, a good friend. Not, I know. It's a good friend. Like, That's well, not an a, easy thing a, to do. We have like, a friend who had a story about uh, telling someone that they smelled <laughs> bad. What did they, what did they do? Uh, and, well, basically, this person was like, you know, had no idea. And, and finally, the, our friend was just like, sat them down and said, like, you you need to wear real deodorant. You, you really smell bad, and uh, he said his life turned around after that. Like I, I, this is from our friend. He gets but, a raise. But, but, but yeah. he like yeah. he met someone. He got married. Like like had a normal life after that. But um, but that's just very funny. Had a normal life. I well I've I think I've said it once before where I think I had some some bo. And I would use like the axe type stuff, like spray. Oh yeah, you oh, can. And you can. I had a friend. I guess I had freshman year of college. I had bad body odor sometimes. <laughs> and my roommate, uh, Connor Moore, he was too scared to tell me, so he used to Febreze no. my clothes. Oh man, as as if that would do the trick. Just yeah. like adding some some Febreze to to all my clothes, just throughout my whole closet. I'd be like, yeah. why are all my shirts damp? Yeah. Uh, but that was his solution. And I don't know oh what happened. God. I think I realized on my own after that. And now I'm very self-conscious about it. I'd be mortified. Yeah. But your friend, how did your friend tell you? The way that she told me was because um, I had her over at my house all the time to like sleep over. And one day she just casually <laughs> just said like, oh, you know, every, every time I come in your room, it really smells like... <laughs> 
You. Oh. <laughs> I thought. I thought she was gonna oh, no. transfer it to like the no. room, but oh, instead she brought it no. right back to you. Oh wow! Every time I come in your room, and, it's yeah. So and at much the time, like I, I was so oblivious and so naive. I was like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> And, well, and that makes sense. That makes it's sense. my room. <laughs> and like, I was like, oh, um, is that a good thing? And she's like, no. Oh, God. Yeah, like, strip, rip off the band-aid. Like, that's when I, I gained consciousness in, in life. Do you like, wonder, do you, do you, like, I always wonder, do parents not, like, did your parents, so were they, do, did you start doing, wearing, do you, like, what happened after that? And then your parents were like, oh, you do smell better. <laughs> Because I feel no. like it's partially the role of the parent, right, to, like, intervene. Maybe. Although, my mom and dad, like, they're the best. And, all, yes, and they are also very passive. They oh, don't, they're, yeah, okay. They're non-confrontational. Mm-hmm. So, they, they're they not the kind of people that would do that. Mm-hmm. They kind of just, like, let it be and, like, um, she'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> like, the same way that, like... Um, no one ever told me that I um had the alcoholic gene. Mm. And These are very passive parents. These are like Yeah. Yeah, you'll figure this out. You have I, this gene. Well now I have a joke about it because um I I joke that someone somewhere was just like, Oh yeah, I just get her out there into the world. <laughs> like go off into college and just weird things start happening. She'll figure it out, but um, who has it? Which like which parent? Like it's kind of loose, I guess the term well, alcoholic gene. But like, um, it was not so much my parents at all. Think thankfully, I got very lucky. But my grandparents, um, and it was just kind of like deep, deep in the in the roots. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, I I got very very fortunate. I got dealt a very good hand in that both of my parents saw how it affects their relatives and their parents and their... Um, so they did. They don't drink? Well, my dad does. They did, but they were, they kind of kept it, like, yeah. on tap. Yeah. Um, which, again, like, just... Thank God, like I, I'm so lucky that they just had the, yeah, had the con- control to do that. But, sure, um, yeah. But uh, it's still like, like I know that when I began drinking in freshman year of college, I got, I got, like, like the minute that I did it for the first time, I was like, oh my God. This exists, mm. and what I, was it? Was it? Do you like the taste, or is it just that the feeling is so seductive? Yeah, well, I remember the first time that I ever got drunk was Halloween weekend of uh, freshman year, and um, I uh, I felt like I was dreaming. It was to this day the best drunk I've ever had. <laughs> The best because I've ever felt. <laughs> Halloween freshman year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was your costume? This is really bad. It was um, sexy Steve from Blue's Clues. Oh. That's a, at least that's, that's more inventive than like sexy cat. 
sexy buddy, yeah, yeah, yeah. sexy <laughs> because, childhood TV show star. Yeah, well, I I had this um uh like a strapless dress that had like the the green like green dark green stripes. Yeah, and I just happened to have it. I got it at like a thrift shop, and uh, that perfect. And so like I got a face paint. I did the whole. Blues clues like paw print on my face and on my chest. Yeah. And you were and you were wasted too. I like a kid <laughs> seeing that and going like what happened to Oh gosh. There are actually still pictures that I, I cherish now. Um because and they're blurry and it's me in that dress just sprinting down a bike path. Just like pew. <laughs> Probably the fastest I've ever run. And I was running because we were late for a Rocky Horror Picture Show production uh-huh. on my campus. Um, and I just was the worst case scenario ever. So I was Did you sprinting. throw up? Um, not that time. And I should have because then I think it would have deterred me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the first time I got off, kind of like scot free. Sure. Um, and then I remember, like, it hit right away. Like, like the next day, I I had that thought that, oh my god, that was the best night I think I've ever had. Yeah. And um, and I uh, I. Alcohol was just the best thing ever, and I never, I didn't know the consequence. I didn't know what a hangover felt like, and I just started to, like, be like, oh, my God, I can drink at anything. Yeah. And I began to be like, well, if I can drink on uh, Friday, why not, like, a Wednesday? (laughs) 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 It was immediate. 11 p.m. Why not 11 a.m.? <laughs> it was it was um really kind of out of character for me because I've never really been um a kind of deviant um yeah. person or well you just didn't drink until college yeah, that's late yeah yeah, yeah. what yeah. was your first drug not till not till later in high school I'd say the like junior senior year. Um, and it was sure. hard to, it was hard in a small town to get it. Like truly, like I remember one time, the, one of the first times that I got it, we had, we were like driving to like into the deep woods and meeting someone. And I remember me and my friends, I think we spent like $40 for like a six pack. Do you know what I mean? Like we were, like someone like, bought it for you. It was, yeah. But someone an older bought it and then like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, you know, that's and then a, and that's a mean price. we each had like two beers each you know and that was it but it was like we spent so much so it wasn't didn't was harder to get in a in a small town my first was my dad i found a like old i think it was scotch and my dad never really drank but he had this cabinet liquor decades old and i took uh one shot and i think that i found a shot glass and then i it was alone and i walked in like a line to see if i felt it and i took a second Mm. shot i think i took three And I, I've definitely felt something. Yeah. And then the next day, I was really into frappuccinos from Starbucks, like the caramel frappuccino. This was like a new thing. Yeah. And I was eat, I was eating them all the time, and uh, I I got it. And then my dad, we went driving, and I 
had to throw, th- up. I threw up. I, we, we pulled over to the side of the road, but I threw up so bad that I could never have Frappuccinos again. Like yeah. it automatically connected to that. Oh God. And, yeah. uh, so I knew right away, I knew right away and I didn't like it. I don't like feeling that way. Yeah. A hangover is enough to deter me. Yeah. Yeah. From now you like to drink. I do. Yeah. What's the difference between you and alcoholic? <laughs> do you ever um, wonder? Have you? Did you ever worry? Do you ever get scared? I definitely, yeah, I definitely have phases where I am conscious of like, okay, like you're not gonna, you have to like have a healthier sort of thing because it's hard because sometimes if you're having like a like you're you know you go you definitely go through phases but like sometimes you're like. Oh, like, oh, like for instance, this week, I'm like, oh, it's my birthday. Oh, I have the show. Oh, and then you're like, that's a slippery slope of like, then there's like three or four nights where you're, and then you're like, right. oh, and then usually when I recognize that, I'm like, yeah. I'm technically on a bender. Not like, sure. I'm not drinking during the day or anything like that. Yeah. But like, there's a thing where you're like, you, you, I am conscious of it. And it does run in my family too. But, um. I, the the problem would be I was I if I had it I'd be pretty high functioning and yeah yeah, yeah. and and like not getting crazy mean or like having like you know outbursts or yeah. things like that so I I evaluate it and try to like keep it to a to a controlled thing and I I feel like I do a pretty good I job just of don't that. I'm not drawn to it I came up with a rule pretty quick with comedy clubs where it was just like I'm not going to use the string ticket every time. Yeah, but, but it was more like I didn't want like a beer. It was more about calories, yeah. frankly. Well, yeah. oh, more about yeah. calories, and then, and then now I headline on like the road, and like it's nice to have a beer when you're doing an hour. But then it's like, well, if you have a beer for the first show and the second show, right. I get a little slurrier. I start, I start saying slurs like every single joke, and no, I start. It's just like I start slipping up on a couple words here and there, and I go like, ah, I don't like that. So, yeah, so yeah. now I like I try to keep it to one. Or I'll have like half a beer for the first show and then a fresh beer, half that for the second show in a day. Yeah. You a know, lot of waste. in a weird way, and and I know this is the polar opposite of what a lot of people go through, but but um, when I got into comedy right after college, it, yeah, it, it alleviated um, that concern that I was drinking too much because because <laughs> you're I like know. wow i'm really responsible you see everyone else yeah yeah because uh every time that i went like i was no longer ever going out to just hang out i was going out to perform and um the other thing that i should know is thankfully even though like I, I, I got really into it but i quickly like after maybe half a year the the morality cut up and I kind of thought wait it's bad like to be drinking I, yeah yeah and um and I I quickly kind of got a hold of it and um like I, I still drink now but it's it's far far less and I think that's in part to do with age um and mm-hmm. but also just um. Well, I know, like, a lot of people, they say that they're just addicted in their personality, yeah. no matter what. So, I think, like, after I got into comedy and I got so kind of um, focused mm-hmm. on, like, on my routine and how I did, what the crowd thought and all this stuff, and that became a bit more of an addiction, <laughs> Sure, yeah, you found a yeah. new addiction. Yeah. To, to, yeah. 
super yeah, saved the existence. Yeah, I mean, th- thankfully, it was never an actual addiction for me. But it was just kind of like, um, and I may be blowing this a bit out of proportion. I think that a lot of people, like, when they discover drinking, they have a similar thing, like, oh my god, this is awesome. And then. And then they kind of like tone it down. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I I definitely the older that I feel like with, with every year the older that I get, the less and less I have to um, keep track of how much I'm I'm drinking. Like oh well, I had three tonight so maybe not tomorrow and maybe the next day i'll have two whatever um yeah you did you're you're like i had nine tonight <laughs> and so no, four no, and no, no. um uh no it, but it is a thing i i i am pre- like i keep i do because then i'll be like oh i'm not gonna really drink for a few weeks and like because it is it it's never been like an out of control thing but like there's times where i'm like i don't feel yeah yeah, yeah. i feel like 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 not because of actions or things, but you're like I feel gross. Sure. You know, like yeah. if you have a few nights in a row where you're like, you're like having a thing, and then you're like, oh god, like this is not a. Um, but I do have a. It is a. It's an interesting thing because it's a definitely part of my life. I enjoy it. Like I like sure. good food. I like good drink. It's like a, a you know. Yeah. I. It's like a. I just like I don't like the taste very much. Oh yeah. And it's See, it's a nice deterrent. Yeah. It's a nice deterrent. Like I, scotch or whiskey. Yeah. Sometimes I want to be that guy when I feel sad. Yeah, like, I feel I'd the same way about pot. I, I just don't have like. I know. I'd I love don't for have you. A, I don't have a to do more pot. A relationship to it. Yeah. Um. So you grew up in Vermont. I did. So tell me. I don't know a lot about Vermont. What's shitty about it? Oh, oh man. Well, I mean, there's so much good about Vermont, but there's not a whole lot happening. I mean, like. Yeah. We literally sell t-shirts that say what happens in Vermont, stays in Vermont, but nothing really ever happens. <laughs> um, and it's, it's true. What and a sad shirt. Yeah, but people <laughs> take pride in that. Like, locals. I know people that that live there, and, and they wear that shirt, like, all the time. Hell yeah. And um, I know I, I just... Uh, that I I always knew that I was I'm a doer and I love to get out and do things and um, meet people and see things and uh, that that part like <laughs> I I know that right after college when I began to really get out of Vermont because I grew up and then also went to college in Vermont so it was very much a big kind of bubble. And then going to um, my first, uh, you know, big city. Like, I went out to London a bunch. I uh, went to Australia for um, stay abroad. And just having not only just the things you can do out there, but just the vaster kind of variety of people out there. Mm. And... um, like, I always say that, um, I mean, you hear the term melting pot, um, but but I think it 
what I love is not only the multiple of, of race and ethnicity and religion and that kind of thing, but just generally like personalities and stories and in Vermont there um there is definitely a a type. Yeah. Yeah yeah. <laughs> and it's not everyone, certainly. Um but but there is like I uh the older that I got in Vermont, the more that I struggled to feel like I belonged, mm-hmm. belong, belonged there. Yeah. Um, and just, I don't know, um, well, because I got really into um, things like fashion and things like performing and comedy and, and um, I don't know, just really glitzy kind of things that you could only find in like in New York. Yeah. And, and as opposed um, to like maple syrup or something. I'm kind of like hiking. Yeah. Um, but hiking is great, but um, I know that, you know, um, I was, I couldn't really get into hiking as like a habit. Yeah. Like a, um, people, oh, people love it. Yeah, Some people. And of course, like snowboarding, yeah, uh, and yeah. skiing. I I did it a bit, but I could never kind of. It wasn't like my thing. I could um, never. I don't have balance. I went on the bunny hill once on a. And I thought a bunny hill meant like from the top of the ceiling to the floor, and it was like a. It felt like a mountain. It felt yeah. like Mount yeah. Everest to me. Yeah. It's the scariest shit I've ever done. None of it. And then someone died recently. An actor died. There was an actor a long time ago, famous actress. All the time. They they hit their head. And I'm oh, like, the, I don't, that's the, not how I want to go. Wife, yeah, yeah, died yeah. That way. Yeah, and then some, some like well, trash actor now. Um, well, the Sunny. Yeah, Sunny Bono. Bono. Sunny yeah, Bono. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't. I'm not famous yet. I need to be famous first before I do that. Um. Yeah. No, I don't like any of that. Uh. Sort of Ugh. thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. We're inside. We're yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. We're drinking hot. I, I like. I. I like sitting by a fire. Sure. You know. Who, who in, doesn't in like sitting a by a fire? Um. So I watched. I watched all. I watched your Drew Barrymore set. Oh my gosh, that um, was so cool. Yeah, that was. That, did you ever see any of that? <laughs> it's I called Banana Moors. No, where Drew Barrymore she like pretended like she was. Uh, who started the Comedy Store? What's her name? Um, Mitzi Short. Mitzi Short. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, ah, oh, Banana Moors. Oh, look at this talent, Drew. Drew Barrymore. It's uh, it's quite a watch. But you recorded it at home. At home in my garage. Oh, yeah. that's Vermont. cool. Yeah, it was it was actually the. It sounds awful, but it was the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> like just being in Vermont around, around my dad's tools, um, and like paint buckets and and um. And they add the laugh track after the fact. Oh, yeah. Do they oh, yeah. send you anything to record with, or you just have your iPhone? Yeah, and- so I got this huge uh, kit from, An- like, Anaheim, California, yeah, yeah, or yeah. something. Um, and, you know, they FedEx it, so the truck backs in, and they just dump this gigantic, like a, like a, like a base-sized thing. Oh, um, and yeah, I came with like a backdrop and um, I can't well, like whole camera set up and lighting and um, the the whole shebang. And the thing is <laughs> that you have to set up all yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and thankfully they had 
uh, a tech guy and a producer zooming in, um, which they were just above and beyond awesome and so sweet and really, really helpful. But the problem was that um, I was out in my garage, which had like barely Wi-Fi, mm, um, yeah. and so they kept on like breaking out, like in and out. Yeah. Um, and then there was a thing with the mic, like the mic wouldn't work right. Um, and they were watching you do it when you were recording it. Oh yeah. Real. Oh yeah. That's stressful. <laughs> That's yeah. so stressful because yeah. it's just silence. Yeah. And you have to like hit these punchlines in a way that makes sense. Yeah. With like a laugh track. Yeah. And did you have like a family member like in the garage with you? Like, or so no, just you and the pr- producer via Zoom. My mom and dad at one point were, were like standing to the side just kind of watching me because um we we were trying to troubleshoot this whole mic thing and and we could not get and i was trying not to kind of freak out um i was maintaining a little bit composure but but you know, you're working with uh, producers out in L.A. And here I am in Vermont. And they're coming out. And my mom and dad were kind of on the side. Um, and at one point, they were trying to, to almost sign language to me. Like, can we help? Like, what what can we do? And and just only at, the, at that very moment, they couldn't really do um anything so um i and i was trying to kind of like communicate don't worry like (laughs) i got this all the while i'm trying to like talk to this guy um so they were there for for immense moral support yeah um but and then and then kind of while i filmed it was just me me and the producer I mean, that's good. You have a good relationship with your parents. I would have, I would, I would oh, rather man. die than have my parents be anywhere near a vicinity <laughs> of me doing stand-up. If they signed to me, I'd be like, oh, this is my... S- oh, my please. gosh. <laughs> my, I, would, I would not be, like, anywhere... Um, I mean, my parents are just the greatest parents. I got, I got very, very fortunate in that, in that they're so supportive and... and um, even like even in like crazy crazy situations like this that they could never prepare for like having yeah. you know a daughter trying to shoot this professional thing all the while I know nothing about technology and um and even just them being there being like concerned about me it's it's like um. I don't know. Yeah. I, no, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Very good. You're the, yeah. you're the first person on this show to have a good relationship with their parents, and that's a, that's a new record. You should feel proud. Um, I, I and I was very curious because you know, with with all the stand up clips you have online, like you right out the gate at the very beginning of your sets, you address being disabled. Yeah. And like when you st- how when did you start stand up? Like like did, was that the first thing you had to? figure out because the whole thing is you go in front of strangers yeah oh yeah and so i began um i began comedy about five years ago 
Um, and at first, I, I really wanted to kind of talk about normal things, be, be just kind of a normal comic. And I know that the first open mic that I ever did, I, I talked about, like, coffee and dating <laughs> and fairies and all this stuff. And, um, and you had people there who knew you, I assume? No. Oh, you I, were up cold. I went cold. I just, uh, well, granted, I also had no microphone skills. Sure. So I, like, held it, like, way down almost by my waist, and no one could hear me. Yeah. Uh, yeah anyway, yeah. but um, uh, I, I kind of bombed, but then after a while, I was compelled to take... Um, a stand-up comedy class in Vermont. In Vermont. In Vermont. At the Vermont. That's comedy where they have the peak club. comedy classes in Vermont. Yeah, <laughs> people travel from all over the world. Well, it's like a, a six-week class. Yeah. Um, uh, co-taught by uh, the co-owner Nathan Hutchwick and also Kendall Farrell, uh-huh. who's I know now Kendall. yes uh, a New York comic here, um, and it was like a six week class and we basically the end goal is come up with five minutes um and then do it in front of all your friends and family yeah. and they'll love it no matter how yeah. funny it is um and that was kind of like a th- I, I thought okay like if i do this it will a hundred percent tell me whether or not I'm good at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and in that class, I, uh, I think the second week I got up there, and um, I I had like a whole five minutes of like rough something, but right at the top, I did say like, oh, before I say anything, um, I'm Tina, uh, and I'm disabled. But don't worry, you're going to be okay. And so the whole classroom just eru- kind of erupted. Yeah. In in this really sharp kind of laughter, like zero to a hundred. And that was kind of the first time that, that ever really happened to me. And, and that quickly kind of sporadically told me that. Oh, jeez, okay. I really have to, like, address the, the big elephant in the room. Yeah. Um, but then the other thing is, once I began talking about it, before I got into comedy, for the first, for, you know, two decades of my life, I, um, I never talked about it because I was in denial of it. I, um... When I was younger, I thought, well, if I never talk about it, it will just go away. Yeah. Like, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll grow out of mm-hmm. it. It will be very much not not a thing. And um, and then I, um, and then after a while, when, when I knew that that would not be the case, um, and, and when social things really did When was it in, hardest? When, when was, was there a time, like, when it was, like, like high school was high school the hardest time of just like conf- like dealing with the way people treated you or perceptions or yeah well definitely um one year my sophomore year in college was the first time I entered a public high school 
I see. Um, oh, and okay. before that, I was in very small private schools where everyone knew everyone, and there was virtually kind of no bullying. Um, at least on like the surface level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you're sure. Um, <laughs> and so, but but then going um. I I really for some reason at the time w- was really compelled to get the 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 genuine high school experience yeah. and so I convinced my my mom and dad to kind of like l- allow me to go to the public high school yeah and um and I immediately got kind of confronted with bullies. Um, and people, they just, no holding back. They would just say whatever and, and laugh at me and kind of um, use me as leverage to be cool. Yeah. Mm, that's um, brutal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was really, like, sudden. And, and, uh, like at lunch or at the class? like Mainly in the hall. Yeah, mainly, like. Literally just minding my business, walking along, and and um, and there was a certain friend group. They just loved me. They just loved to to laugh at me and kind of like um, they would comment on on just. I mean, it, it was kind of like the passive, you know, hi Tina, and and I would say hi back and and. And then they would instantly break out into oh laughter. Oh my god! Uh, you know how Nightmare. it sounded, oh. and, and um, and and unfortunately, um, th- I mean that was like, ugh, like okay. But then, um, it, on the bus, on the school bus, I feel like a lot of people don't talk about this, but a lot of bullying happens on the bus. Sure. Um, You're stuck in this one space, no yeah, teachers yeah. around. <laughs> exactly. You're stuck in like this tube um, with with no supervision. Ages all over You're the in place. The back. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. There's like little kids, older kids. It's a exactly. nightmare. Yeah. And, um, and I, uh, that's when they it got, it got like extra kind of like deep jabbing and. And and they would ask, "Oh, have you ever been kissed?" And like, um, trying trying like get me to like ask people out. Oh, like it became not just, "Oh, you're disabled," but but hey, you're disabled, and and like no one likes you. And and did you ever come? Did you, did you just sit and take it? Did you ever like say something back? Oh, I said something back. What'd you say? What was well, your well? No, it's like cause, cause um at the time it was actually uh the two main people that were bullies were a couple, mm. a guy and a gal, and and so I would often kind of like analyze uh their relationship and 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 like I would kind of get get in their head about like what would you oh. say? Well, it just I I know that like. Oh, you're well, like well, you guys have kissed, but you felt nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, at one point, and and you know, I, at the time, I, I had no 
uh, grasp on like actual relationship dynamics. So, so I just kind of knew what I knew from movies, and and so I would tell the guy like, "Oh, she's whipping you. She's uh. she like, um, because I think one time maybe I saw her." Say some command to him, like, "Oh, go get my book, or go get," and uh-huh. and I, 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 I tried to like latch on to that, and like I would, I would, uh, <laughs> this is, this is so high school, but um, you could do anything. Would, you could stab could him as far as anything. I'm concerned, yeah. and I'd be like, yeah, 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 fair, yeah. fair. Well, I would like draw because I was actually like really into drawing at the time, and I drew like a whip. And I oh, like a little piece of paper that like stuck, kept on sticking in his locker, being like, "Oh my god, oh my god, that's so fucking you're, funny!" You're whipped. Oh wow. <laughs> oh my god. And I actually got the funniest part about that is I actually I did it enough times that I got really good at drawing whips. <laughs> like, like real, like really detailed drawings, and and like and and at, at first I, I didn't think that they knew that it was me, but then after a while I would, I would um. You'd put a kiss on the paper. Yeah, <laughs> you start signing your name. Well, yeah, the thing was like, um, this is actually deriving up like conjuring up. Deep memories, but but after a while, and I kind of realized they didn't know who was doing it. And then, um, whenever I would kind of walk by and they would say something snarky or, or like, or uh, passive aggressive, like, hey, Tina, like, you got a date this weekend? <laughs> and, um, I would just like very quietly under my breath be like, whoops. Oh <laughs> my god! I love I love these people. They just like break down at home. They like yeah. It ends with with a, a murder suicide. <laughs> they they find them hanging oh, by whips oh from god. the ceiling. I know. Uh, Do they end up together? Are they still together? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? Do you know where they are? I, I do actually. Do you ever send them a whip now on Facebook? Just send them a whip emoji. One, one of them actually turned out to be. Um, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all fourteen, you know. So, so at the end of the day, I I kind of gave them the benefit of the doubt, and actually, uh, one of the gals in that group, she uh came to my show. Which I didn't know about, but uh-huh. she somehow got wind of it and um, uh, brought her friends. And, and uh, at first, like, I'm sure you're thinking, like, oh, God, like, really, her really committing to the bit of, like, I thought they were all Hi, coming Tina. to, like, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and, and, but I, I saw them there and, um, but they were genuinely there to like have a good time, and um and um I I, I didn't really talk to her that much after, but she seemed like a, a real person, like yeah. Um and uh, it was really odd though. Like 
I didn't know how to react. Yeah. Do you wish that, like, because I feel like we live more in a culture now of, like, teachers would step in. I don't know. It depends on what school you go to. Like, I went to I went to a private high school, so when I would see things like Mean Girls, but think I would of be all like, the- I'd be like, that's, that, that's foreign to me. Like, this world yeah. of cruelty. Think of all the times, though, that you're... Like just people aren't seeing it. Like just like like you sure, know what I mean. Like sure. you're you are but unsupervised. This is, this is brutal. No, I know. I'm not defending. I'm just saying. Like oh, it's yeah. surprising how often, even in a setting like that where there's that many adults around, where you yeah. find yourself alone and not like with no one to see that kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. well, I, but the conversation has come far and bullying. Think, like thing. I think you know, looking back because um. That particular high school is in a, a very rural part of uh, the state, which has a, um, a, a lot of, like, farm families um, and that kind of thing. And, um, uh, well, I, I, I'm kind of not, not from that kind of very farm, farm uh, rural kind of thing. We just happen to live in the district. And I'm not, I'm not sure, like, I'm, th- well, this is definitely a generalization in itself, but I, I, looking back, I kind of always wondered if the reason that the, that the bullying was so bad at that particular high school, because the next year I went to the neighboring district high school and had the best Did you leave because of your experience? Yeah. You did? Okay. Um, And I went to the next and no issue at all. Yeah, sure. And I kind of wonder, like, looking back with a little bit more of a, uh, like, an empathetic lens, I kind of wonder if um, just kids that kind of grew up in the more rural, family-oriented upbringing, they, they just didn't really get know the whole world and so i mean even bigger than me and what happened to me the 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 basic vibe in the whole school was do not be different yes at all like um they all dress the same like jeans and like a gray sweatshirt like oh yeah um very kind of the worst thing that you could ever be would be different yeah. In some way. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and I kind of wondered if it was just unfortunate placement that I just happened to be there. Yeah. 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 But so then when you, so then you did this comedy, you had this discovery in class <laughs> where you were like, oh, I have to address this for, for people yeah. like to, or else they're thinking or they're wondering or they're waiting for something to be said. Yeah, yeah. Do you have Do you have any other opening lines? Um, well, definitely the the kind of you're going to be okay joke was like the the reigning supreme of like ways to crack the ice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, but but then kind of then I I have a little bit more of a, a, a different ways that I can then go about it. Um. Recently, I've actually been saying in my set that, um, you know, a lot of people think that I suffer from cerebral palsy, but I don't. I um, I live with cerebral palsy, 
but I, I suffer from people. That's great. And yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Good. And and then that can kind of lead into like the the this whole bit that I can do about things that people have said to me about it, like yeah. like in high school, or like now, and um, but you know, I definitely kind of my end my end goal, uh, like. The more that I get into comedy and the more that I want to begin to talk about other things and devote yeah. my time to being able to talk about just other things. Um, but but I'm constantly trying to find the that kind of like Well, just a comedy is like that blessing it. curse where like America's Got Talent would probably be like, this is, yes, please. But yes. they want you to talk about it right out the gate. And exactly. it's like it's good in the sense of, wasn't there? Was there a comedian? Uh, are there any other comics like super successful that that have cerebral palsy? Uh, there is Josh Blue. Josh Blue, who won America's Got Talent, got second on it. He, he actually won um uh last comic standing. One last one comic standing, oh. and yeah. then was was on America's Got Talent. I think so. He's doing yes. so well. I saw him have he had a post about being on America's Got Talent in the finals, and someone commented. Hey Josh, you already won one competition. This is for new <laughs> comics, and uh, uh, but that's he's. I mean, I hear he's fantastic. Oh I yeah, I still listen to his albums. Well, I actually saw him one time live um, at JFL. Oh yeah, on um, like a showcase. He this just, was when you did JFL that year. Um, I think the year before. The year I did. before. Um, like I said, I'm from Vermont, which is only about an hour and a half. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. Montreal. So. Um, actually, part of what kind of got me into comedy was, you know, um, like going to Montreal and yeah. checking it out and doing, going and seeing the whole uh, festival. But um, I, yeah, I think in 2018, me and my parents went to see that show, and he was right in the middle, and he just killed. Yeah, it was so fun and. Like you know, I I'd seen clips on YouTube and I, I I I was looking forward to seeing him live, but but like I not really expecting to just like fall out of my chair because I, I thought that I had seen it yeah, already, yeah, yeah. but but I was like it was just so funny, um so he. That definitely inspired me. I think that you really propelled me. Like, um, yeah, that was the first time that that I really thought, oh, this kind of narrative could fit in a in a much bigger kind of array of comedy. It's not like its own for sure own thing. Like, like America's Got Talent um, is. Great, but it is also under that lens of uh, inspiration um, and and uh, the human story, basically. It, um, I I know that after seeing Josh at JFL, it really kind of thought, oh, this really could be like comedy, comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Do you feel like the New York scene has been? I guess if you ask any comedian, has the scene been kind to you? They'd all say no. <laughs> I can't think of too many comedians that'd be like, yeah, no complaints. Yeah, yeah. No, well, like, definitely, I I feel like 
as far as being a disabled comic, I, I personally don't feel like I've been deterred. Sure. But, like, I, I don't feel, except for the very, like, certain kind of scenario where I happen to be out and about hanging out at, like, a club or something, and I'm, I'm trying to kind of co-mingle with other comics, but I, I'm not on that night, and I kind of, I don't really know anyone there, and I kind of have to go up and, and say, oh, hey guys, um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually a comic too, and sure. you can definitely get the vibe of like, sure. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Though even even I, I was once at the green room in New York Comedy Club about a year ago, and like a woman walked in and went, and I ha- wasn't past her or anything, and she was like, "Really crowded in here today," and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm never leaving the house again. <laughs> oh, I feel devastated." Oh, who was so, it? Just kidding. I don't. I, I I don't even remember. I don't remember. Uh, she's a nobody. Uh, but but yeah, it's just it's it's such a cruel. It's just a cruel scene, and I imagine, I imagine there's assholes out there who run comedy clubs, who, who would, who who would be shitty about it, yeah. or who would go like, no. You know, I, I thankfully thus far on the record, I I have not had anything really bad said directly to me about it. About yeah. that's why you're not on this. That's why you're not whatever. Um, but but like I, I definitely have the thought has crossed my mind in terms of getting into comedy and you know like although to be passed at clubs um, be able to perform regularly at certain clubs um, around Manhattan, and, and there is that kind of wondering of, of like, hmm, mm-hmm. okay. Like, I wonder if I'm a fit. <laughs> like, if they think I could be a fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because that's the other thing that you kind of, like, struggle with is not wanting to be kind of like a... Like a novelty act, sure. yeah, or like yeah. a token kind of like. Um, Is there any part though where like I think about like the college circuit or touring where some comics are like, "Well, I gotta figure out my hook or my thing yeah. to get out there." I know people who. Uh, you know, it's like, why well, I'm, I'm a teacher, and that's their brand is I'm a school teacher. Yeah. So it's like there's some degree of. Uh, oh, oh, well, you got to have a gimmick. You know that song from Gypsy? Yeah. Where it's like, you yep. got to have a gimmick, and it's like, well, fuck, if this, if this is the way to get in, right. why not? You know, like, I spend all my time, like, when I walk on stage, what is my thing? I'm theater kid, or something like that. So it just feels like it must be like a push and pull of it's just like, if a college says, you know what, we want to have you because you're disabled and you're a comedian, and it'll be, people will find the show fascinating. Like, that's not inherently a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And in that case, I'm very lucky that that like I just That's what I was gonna say. Are you appreciating how fucking lucky you are? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I am I am. Yeah. I am appreciating because yeah, like I and I've always said that that um what comedy was kind of the perfect 
hole that I fell into accidentally because in my opinion comedy was the only way that I felt like I personally felt like me being disabled could be okay. Yes. And could actually be a a strength. Sure. In a way. And I think Um, there's something, I mean, this may be all art forms, I guess, but with comedy, it's the jokes. I mean, people appreciate jokes no matter what. Yeah. They appreciate great jokes. And, like, I think it can... You know, even if even when comics get get things for whatever reason, they get the thing. If the jokes are good, people respect that. People yeah. respect Josh Blue. Comics talk about. I've heard so many comics talk about Josh Blue as just like a killer, just oh, like God, a yeah. murderer, and like it's just there's there's something nice that that can supersede all the things. And who cares how you get where you get? We all get everywhere for a myriad of reasons that. Are, are whatever, but then the comedy can shine through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even a comic I didn't like, even a comic who wouldn't like, or even an older comic who I think was hacky, if they said a good joke, I'd be like, well, that's a, that was a good joke. I mean, yeah, and that's kind of cool. Do you ever get the thing where, like, you're at, like, an open mic or at a, a set and a comic said a joke that's so, like, so good, so technically good that you don't even laugh. You just audibly say that that's a good, a good joke. I was listening back to my set from last night. So I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. <laughs> like that, it wasn't that really happened to me. Um, uh, uh, an open mic of all things. Yeah. Um. A guy, um, and I won't repeat the joke for for his sake, but um, he he did a joke that was very timely, but also very very clever and very yeah. like you, you had no. It came out of nowhere. Who was he? Um. Oh boy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, we'll that's the comedian's out. chair. No, no, yeah. I don't think... I, I, don't think been, I know I was oh. trying to... Oh, we'll bleep it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get, get his name in post. Uh, I, I think... Uh, Gotta book this guy. Book this guy, headline your clubs. It might have been uh, Mi- Misha? Misha something? Misha Han? Maybe. He, right. he we'll assume long, it's Misha Han. He's long hair. Oh, no, not um, Misha no. Han. Okay. I was going to put a um, Facebook says, hey, we gave you a shout out on the podcast. No name. <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I, I'm very, I apologize to this guy. Oh, however, this is, um, I I feel, if you're listening, I feel, I feel your It'd be pain. be shocking if he was, if he was listening. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I'd be so flattered. One time, one time, maybe um, two years ago, a guy, um, a friend of mine, Mentioned me like, hey, you were you were just mentioned on um, uh, oh my gosh! Uh, uh, by the way, I'm so a bad. Podcast? Names. Yeah, a well, big Lori, one. Lori Kilmartin's one. Um, no, Jackie it was uh, cra- the crashing. P. Holmes. P. Holmes. Oh, you made it weird. Yeah, you made it weird. Yeah, Thank yeah, yeah. you. I I could see the cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You made it weird. Um, uh. Uh, a, a friend of mine said, oh, by the way, you were mentioned on You Made It Weird. And I'm like, what? And I, I, I went back and 
lo and behold, I was, but they could not remember <gasps> my name. No. Oh, Who said it? Pete because Pete um, was so kind enough to uh, host our New Faces showcase. Oh. And he was just amazing and the best host and, and really got the yeah, crowd yeah, yeah. going. And, and uh, yeah, it was not very long after that that he was uh, chatting away. And, and um, I think they were also talking about generally disability and uh, difference in comedy. And yeah. he, he mentioned, like, oh, there was this gal that just did New Faces. She was crazy. And then, yeah. and, I had and that, I I had that recently. Someone sent it to me. Bert Kreischer had his podcast when Corinne Fisher was on, and Bert started talking about this pedophile joke that someone had shown him. And Corinne, who knows me, was like, oh, are you thinking Gianmarco Scorsese? And and that that's that's the shout out I got. And I was like, God, so close, so close. You wish your. And I immediately was wrote Bert on every app yeah. I had. Like, hey, it was me. I'm the pedophile guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I actually did the same. I I I, I made a small attempt to try and shout out and be like, hey, like it was me. Thanks for the shout out. Next episode, can you say it and spell it? And my handle is this. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you ever saw it, but but even just like even that was just like like in my head that was so rent free, like yeah, oh God, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, um, all right, well, let's move on to our next segment. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. You okay? Your head? Oh, I was doing. A, I was just like kind of dancing with the with the I sound effect. Yeah, good, good. I, um, I I know that when I've listened to this podcast before. That part always makes me jump. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, just... just this has got to stop. I'll, I'll always yeah. be having a copy in hand and be like... <laughs> <laughs> well, this has got to stop the sound cue being so <laughs> alarming. Uh, do you have a this has got to stop for us? I do. Um, uh, so, and and this is very much based on my own personal experience, but I, I really don't like um, when people, <laughs> they had a baby, they have a newborn, and they're announcing it on, on Facebook or Instagram, and they're, like, introducing um, Micah, Gerard, uh, whatever, into the world. I like you remember the baby's name, but not the comedian <laughs> you were shouting out before. <laughs> and, and they're like... He's, you know, nine pounds, two ounces, and he's perfect. Perfect. And um, they always, they always like to say, well, well it, it gets into like a bigger thing that I don't like how I, I've always kind of thought that a lot of parents, they'll have babies and they won't fully kind of, Consider that they will eventually be like grown, like children, and then teenagers, and then adults. They're always kind of like, like obsessing over the baby phase Mm. of it, and um, and I I think because (laughs) like well, the I I always get a little bit of a personal irk when they mention he's perfect mm. he's healthy he's all this up um and admittedly that very much is 
bitterness because I did not have a, a very lovely birth. It was very traumatic. And, the birth was traumatic. Yeah. Why yeah. was that's how I got this? Way. Is is it? It's it's during the birth. Yeah. So um, basically, what what happened was um, that I uh, I was um, withheld from oxygen mm-hmm. for oh. for uh, remarkably tw- I think twenty minutes. <sighs> um, and uh, outside and the womb, in the womb. Oh, great question. So basically what happened was um, uh, I have an older brother and he was born by a C-section. Got it. And when I was in labor, I I um, accidentally, <laughs> accidentally, I punched out the old C-section scar. So I was still in my mom, but not in the womb. Oh, my God. I was swimming. So wow. during the delivery... You're moving. You you were going to be delivered uh, vaginally. Is that the thing? I guess. And then as this is happening, you're thra- you're you're thrashing. And I guess. <laughs> I'm like I guess I'm I'm not really a. This was like the, I didn't know the scars that that uh, fragile uh, that a baby could. Yeah, well, punch it open. Well, I, a rocky, a rocky Balboa. She's very impressive. You know I mean, what? I'm now a very patient That's what the doctor said. Wow, what a right hook on this. I always say that, like, I I was maybe perhaps, like, the reincarnation of an 18-year-old boy because um, I thought that the vagina would be higher. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, but, um, yeah, I'm not sure uh, what what they thought was going to originally happen, but, um, yeah, I just kind of... Um, tore my my way out, and, and I was still in in mom, um, but but I didn't have any oxygen, so they had to. I mean, uh, the doctor actually, uh, he was at home, and he had to. He he actually, <laughs> it's a funny story. He got in his car and he sped to the hospital, and the cop was trying. On his tail, trying to pull him over. Fucking cops, man. (laughs) And he obviously, he obviously, thankfully, didn't stop, and uh, and had like a nurse come out and like tell the cop what was happening. So shout out to to nurses. Um, (laughs) You think a doctor would have like a special siren of just like you gotta, yeah, you gotta stop, yeah, yeah, like don't, yeah. Yeah, basically. And that's a brave wow. fucking doctor. If a cop was chasing me down to get out of a oh. car and then go into the building, yeah. even though they're like, stop. Woo. I know. Yeah. I know. It's just chaos. And that's the thing. It's like, I was causing chaos in the hospital, and I was causing chaos on the streets. Yeah. Like, yeah. this was like a town-wide yeah. event wow. that I was coming into the world. Um, but... um. Yeah, so basically, they uh by by a miracle and and by just the the doctor that I had and I think modern medicine, I was revived kind of like after after twenty minutes of not. When you being say revived, were you technically dead? Yes. Yes, I was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
I know. I, w- I wish I could remember it so I could be kind of like that person that says, I know. I know I what know happens. What I mean, happens. Yeah. Here's, here's oh, the man. secret you could be. <laughs> you just tell people could be. Yeah. that you saw whatever you say you saw. <laughs> I could say anything. And who's, who's going to say, no, you're wrong? It was just. Be, who's going to have the hoods for that? What's the most fucked up thing you could say that it is on the other side? You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I mean, you oh could really God. fuck with people's I things. Know. It'd be like the ultimate prank. Yeah. It was just like yeah. Jesus like jerking off. Like, just like <laughs> <laughs> Why is that where you're... F- I was going to think about something about like being like pro, pro-choice. pro Like I was going to think like that's what was revealed. You saw all the oh. all the other dead babies and they were like, we're, we're actually happier here. What? We're oh. happier here. See, but that's nice and though. That they have a place. Yeah. All of them sure, together. That's a, nice, that's a nice thing. They're all hanging out with each other. Um, yeah. So, that's amazing. That's amazing. That that's just crazy. It's just crazy. The idea of just like, well, you can be dead. Yeah, yeah. And then you can well, be alive. and and I mean, the one thing I will say, unfortunately, I do not know what happens after death. However, I sorry. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. <laughs> Russell and I could really use some comforting about death. We are we are preoccupied yeah. at, at, to a sad yeah. degree. However, like, like what I do know is, um, because I've always, um, a natural to this show, perhaps I, I have also always been like an optimistic person and mm-hmm. just generally, um, nat- naturally kind of been really excited about life, even in hard times, and and wanted all this. And I kind of think that that's because I'm living in, like, the bonus round. Mm. Mm. And I'm kind of like, like, this wasn't 100% guaranteed, <laughs> like, supposed to happen. So every, I feel like everything, every kind of milestone that I hit or every small thing that happens in life that happens to everyone at some time... I just get like I I've always gotten unnaturally excited about yeah. it. and and when I, like whenever I make a new friend I I'm so excited and whenever I go on a date I'm so excited and like mm-hmm. and and just I don't know I, I've always kind of wondered if there was this unconscious kind of gratitude mm. that got from from a tiny part of me kind of being like this wasn't a hundred percent supposed to happen yeah yeah and what i said you see oh that <laughs> i should be saying, yeah you could be positive you could, you could uh, be a lot more positive i'm saying but I, but these, these oh yeah these, <laughs> these fucking parents so something about the language of it's just like this like saying it's perfect as opposed to being like we had a baby it's incredible Oh yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That perfect, healthy thing. It's it is just like it's an unconscious thing that, but it is weird. Yeah. It's so like a, kind of going back to the point, I, I think uh, there is obviously some individual bitterness I have, but I think beyond that, it's kind of like none of us are perfect, and yeah. and we're all going to either. Uh, div- Okay, this is the cynical part. Uh, we're all going to develop some kind of 
negative thing that we have to battle with, yeah. whether it be a mental illness or a health illness or a tragedy that or something that will make us very much imperfect. So yeah. I, I always kind of wince at, at like, right now, they're perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, you're yeah. saying it's a failure. I do. I would do like we welcomed our son Kyle into the world. Sadly, he's a school shooter, but we're gonna enjoy the first twelve years as yeah. hard as we can. Yeah, before he goes off to jail. I don't like. I don't like when they. I don't like when they so early on to like do like pretend that there's like parent characteristics that they're like they're like. They were like, she was late, just like her mommy, yeah, yeah, like yeah. coming, you know what I mean? Or I've like, like, and she's stubborn already, like her daddy. And you're like, it's like a two-year-old blob of like, you're like yeah, yeah, two-day-old. Yeah. It's just like a, no, that's not, no characteristics. I've become very yeah. cognizant, especially as they talk about this don't say gay bill and stuff, about the way that we put these uh, heteronormative like, oh, he's a little lady killer. I know. Oh, look at all his girlfriends. Yeah. Because you're like, what is what is this? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why can't the, they just be their children? They love going. The he's such a boy. <laughs> if he's like, and you're yeah. like, if you're like, because like, just because he's like dirty. It's a hair. Like, they're just like they're like, oh, he's covered in dirt. In he's such mind. a boy. It's a hair with me. Like, oh, little Johnny, what a fuck boy that is. <laughs> <laughs> He's the fuckboy of kindergarten yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. oh I was going to our final segment. You better count your blessings. I want to yeah, that's a, that's I a smooth like one. Uh, I have one. Uh, my mom and dad came to town, and it was my mom's birthday, and we had a, a really nice weekend with them. And um, my mom, uh, uh, I'm thankful she just was her birthday, so I'm, I'm thankful for her. But I, she made me laugh last night. She, uh, she, my brother was just joking about our mom finds a way to like tell you like a wildly sad story, like <laughs> like in every conversation, like you know how parents yeah, do that yeah. sometimes, but like not intentional. Like she, and she, that's not really her vibe, but she somehow does it. And I was laughing so hard last night because she called and we were just talking normally about about uh, fun things, and then at the very end she goes, she goes. <laughs> We literally said bye, and then we're about to hang up, and she goes, "Oh, do you have two minutes for a really sad story?" Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's and so like that's funny. how she phrased it. Oh, do you have two minutes for a really sad story? And I was like, "Yeah, like okay, you know." Did, did um, it live up to the hype? It it did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was really one of those funny. things where I woke up today. I was like, "I wish I didn't know that story." <laughs> like oh, I don't. No. There's. I could have said no. I I didn't need to know that story. <laughs> You know, Good anyways, but I'm thankful for my mom. It's it, 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 it she makes me laugh. Shout out to, to Russell's mom. Yeah, um, I like your mom. <laughs> did I thank I, I don't know who, who, what my blessing was last week, but I'll double down in case I'm doing it again. Where I, I met I met Tova's family. Yeah, and I just Tova's family was was all fantastic. I got taken care of in uh, in Memphis, and uh, yeah, it's very 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 sweet. Yeah, it's good to meet. That's meet good. Your parents. Did you actually end up going to Graceland? We did go to Graceland. So okay, Graceland. I'm so glad you brought that because I did want to say so. Graceland, this is Elvis's home. Yes. This this it's so uh, it's such a squeaky clean version of Elvis that it's not that fun. Because um. it's like, first they show you this eight minute documentary where they just it's just like Elvis succeeded, 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 and then he died, and you're like. Oh, how'd he die at 44? Yeah. Any drugs involved? There was not uh, one picture of him when he was... Older and fatter. Fat. 
Yeah. Not one picture of him overweight. Every picture of him at like his sexiest. And it was so, it, it was just such an insane way to, and obviously they're doing it because they're selling merch like crazy. So they're not going to mention when he married a 14 year old. Oh, they're yeah, not, yeah. they're not going to oh mention yeah. drugs. Yeah. Uh, they had this one thing. He, he liked collecting guns. This is definitely, Elvis was definitely a guy. Maybe he didn't own a clan robe, but he had some friends in the clan for yeah. sure. And uh, this is an alley. This is just allegedly. And there was this thing. He had a portable siren that he would put on his car. And he would, if someone was speeding, that said he would uh, he would pull them over, and he would like give them a lecture about why they should not be speeding, and like like pretend he was a police officer, oh, no. and then sign an autograph picture no. for them. No, which like imagine I something worse horrible. than I think it's worse than being a police officer is people who like <laughs> who like what do you call that um, when you like. Role play, uh, 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 but like you know, you're a citizen. Sit, uh, uh, Sit, but you're like you're cosplaying. You're cosplaying. Like, cos- like, oh, like, yeah, 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 it's very oh, yeah, weird like and sad. I just yeah. imagine like you jump the turnstile, someone tackles you to the floor, and you look up, and there's Beyonce <laughs> in an NYPD <laughs> outfit, and she's like, yeah, and signs like, an autograph, and signs an autograph. I mean, no, to be fair, would be I would be okay that with would that. Be fun. That would be a yeah. good story. I mean, yeah, but that's a psychopath. No, it's, it's more like they shared the story. Like Elvis did this thing. And I'm like, you mean a crazy thing? Maybe he did it one time for like, for like. And the doctor was like, I'm trying to go to the hospital. There's been an emergency. <laughs> and Elvis is like, let me yeah. give you an autograph first. Oh my first. God. Yeah. Yes. The, oh, yeah. Yeah. They pull over and Elvis is like, hey there, who can I make it out to? Meanwhile, I'm dead. <laughs> like. You oh. want to make it out to the baby? Um, so, uh, yes. Yeah, so Graceland. And also. This would be the thing that Tova's parents paid for it because it was like seventy five dollars. Oh god! For for a tour of someone's house. No, wow. oh, no, no. And there's there's a certain degree like where you're just like we're just looking at a rich person's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I asked Tova, I was like, "What celebrity would you like want to do this to?" That you'd be like, "I'll pay seventy five dollars to walk around their house." Yeah. And we couldn't really think of one. Yeah. I said John Mulaney. Oh, uh, like. Yeah, li- I'm sure it would suck. It'd be like, here's well, his bedroom. Yeah. yeah. Like, living, it'd be kind of. Well, I know that, like, in LA, they have those Starline tours. Uh-huh. Yeah. That is so weird. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, like, why would you. How is that legal? Yeah. It's like, crazy. But also with Elvis, you couldn't go upstairs. They're like, Elvis didn't let guests upstairs, so we're not going to let you either. And I'm like, what? $75, I want to take a shit on the toilet. He died. <laughs> yeah. I wanted. I, that's the bonus feature I want. Yeah. Like, that would be cool. That would be cool. I would do that. Yeah. I don't like those tours. I would want to like go into the kitchen and like, I know, cut a pepper with his knife. Or something. Sure. Like, like a little more be interactive. Him. Be him. Be him. Also, I can't help but think, especially with someone like Elvis, like you, they show you these couches and I'm like, Mike thing. I'm like, I wonder how much fucking went on on this couch. This yeah. is the most famous star. But we, you, how much time. Did, he, did he even live in that house that long? Did he? I don't know. Yeah, who who the fuck knows? You know, it's like I, yeah, it's one of those things where it's. But like, I'd rather see like a dirty couch and them being like, "That's that's all." Then they turn on a black light. And yeah, yeah, in that's, that's what you interesting. See. That's a yeah. human being yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, no, it's like they cannot win either way because if they like were to sanitize everything, that's not very fun. You yeah. know, keep it as yeah. in, but at the, at the same time, yeah, like. 
You if there was a tour guide in her forties and she was like, "Yes, I married Elvis in the fifties and you're like, "Oh my God, mm. what? No, yeah, you were a baby. A baby. Do you have a blessing to close us out? Yeah. So, um, I I really love um when like um the like music streaming things like Spotify and others. They they have like the 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 essential like the curated playlists for like every artist that you could ever want to get into, and they've curated like like a playlist of yeah, like this is. this is how I know it, like I, this is how like like well, it's listen like, it's to like these any tracks. artist you're like this is the name of the artist oh I see I and see so they uh, they put they do the essential tracks yeah that. oh I and, see and yeah. they give like but but you can tell that it's not just like a a randomized uh, playlist with all their hits it's like a curated like I mean there are hits but like like oh this and then if you like that then that and if you get through that then then these and and like you it it works like yeah. you slowly get into the artist yeah, yeah yeah and then um and then like if 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 you get through that and you listen to that for like a month then they they have like like a part two I'm gonna that. check this out because I need I need yeah. more music in my life. I need to yeah. expand. I'm like I'm yeah. stagnated for a yeah. long time. Long well, what time. What you should do on Spotify too, you can uh, if you know artists that you like, you can go down and you can see what other people like right. related. So you can yeah, be yeah, like yeah. other artists that are somewhat related, and then you can go down a rabbit hole of like finding other things that way too or do the discover weekly or yeah you know, yeah, yeah actually my mom you know is so into that and she's her music taste is like so much better than mine at this mm. point like she knows all the new harry styles pop hits uh-huh. and i don't <laughs> like and she learned it from me yeah, like yeah. the the discover new discover weekly yeah Yep. Um, okay, so is there anything you want to plug? This is coming out May 3rd. May 3rd. Ooh. Mm. Well, well, just um, that I'll, in May, I, I, I'm excited to say that I'll be in a couple of festivals. Great, actually. fantastic. I'll be uh, at Lime, Limestone Comedy Festival. Awesome. Um, in uh Bloomington, Indiana. Great. Um, and that's mid May, and and then uh for two days at the end of May I'll be in Rhode Island, uh at the Rogue Island. What days? I'm there Sunday. Oh man, that's right. Um, I'm I think I'm there Saturday and Friday. Okay, cool. I'll be there all. I'll be be there all weekend. (laughs) So. Yeah, I think I think Tova's coming with me. Yeah, um, Tova's Tova's her manager. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, it'll be like a big party. So for me, uh, we just had our monthly show, The Silver Lining. If you weren't there, go fuck yourself. Uh, uh, no, please come to the next one, which will be uh, uh, May June fifth is the next Silver Lining again. That's eight p.m. at Sesh Comedy Club. 
Uh, this is the first Sunday of every month. I, I do an hour with two comedians, breaking it up to give you a little break. And if it gets big enough, Russell has sworn on his life that we will do a live podcast before the show. So keep, keep supporting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, find the link to sign up for my email list or my text list in the description of the episode. I am coming this Thursday to Dallas. Then I'll be in Houston that weekend. Weekend after that, I'll be Helium St. Louis. And then I think I take a weekend off, and then I'm at Comics Mohegan Sun, and then the Rogue Island Comedy Festival. And remember, if you're listening and you go, I don't live in these places, you know someone who lives there, so fucking tell them. Yeah. Uh, I, f- I felt meaner than I meant it to did. be. It did. But, but really guys, you gotta mean. fucking pick it up. It felt I mean, dear really God. mean. You don't know what it's like. I just did that co- college gig in Wisconsin where there were two people in the audience. I know. I saw that picture. I've never flown that far. I've done small shows. I've done shows for one person. I've never taken two separate flights and taken an Uber and rented a hotel for a show that small. That's brutal. Their tickets, based on what I was getting paid for that college, their tickets were $850 each. And I told him, I said, like you, you nice could have fucking, space you could have gone backstage at a Beyonce concert. <laughs> you, you could have you could have had Beyonce tackle you to the floor oh, and give you a ticket man. for Jump at the Turnstile for this amount of money. Uh, is there an Uncle Function yes, show? Yes, Saturday, May 14th, uh, Asylum NYC. Uh, we have special guest, Moses Storm. Uh, Moses Storm, who's going to be on our podcast, too. Yeah, and, um, and it's going to be a fun show. Well, I don't know yet, but it, yeah, it'll be fun. Um, all right. Well, uh, uh, that would, that was that. And, uh, if you have a baby, even if you think they're perfect, they're not, they're, they're, not. Not. they're, they're not. not, this is the downside. One, two, three.